Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod. Today is June 4th, 2015. This is episode 178. I had a little brain freeze right there. Today's guest is Victoria Moran, who is just all around a wonderful person. I'm super excited to have her on the show today. Before we get into that interview, I'd like to listen to a song. We're talking a lot about veganism, a lot about positivity, and I wanted to uh, share this song. Howard Jones, uh, do you guys remember? Uh, 80s synth pop icon. Icon? Maybe not icon. Well, I thought he was an icon. He was a huge, I was a huge fan of his. Um, he was one of the first people I really learned about vegetarianism and sort of thinking about animals from, uh, just from his music and reading interviews with him uh, voraciously when I was in high school. Uh, so he's got a new album out, and I love this new song. It's called Joy, and I thought it'd be a great song to use to start out this show. So right after this, Joy from Howard Jones. We'll hear from Victoria Moran. Thanks for listening.
I'd like to welcome to the show Victoria Moran, who is the author of numerous books. Uh, she's been cited by Veg News among the top 10 contemporary vegetarian authors. She's appeared twice on The Oprah Winfrey Show, and her articles have appeared in Yoga Journal, Mothering, Natural Health, Woman's Day, Martha Stewart's Whole Living, Veg News, and Vegetarian Times. She's the best, uh, best-selling author of 12 books, including Creating a Charmed Life, The Loved Power Diet, and the iconic Main Street Vegan. Her latest book is The Good Karma Diet, Eat Gently, Feel Amazing, age in slow motion and if you believe it or not that is like the edited version of the things I could say about you Victoria thank you for joining me (laughs) thank you for having me Uh, I was actually at your uh, book signing the other night I didn't get to say hi because you were swarmed there was the line and everything Uh, but it was really wonderful to go to oh thank you I heard that you were there and was happy to hear that and sorry we didn't get to you know, connect in real life. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like at, at an event like that, I I knew that like you had you had like there was a lot going on, but it was a great. There was a lot going on, yeah, because we had food, and that was a really interesting thing because Barnes and Noble had not okayed the food part uh, until three days before, and then they said all the food has to come from licensed restaurants or licensed caterers. So that meant that we were going out to our professional friends and asking for a favor on almost no notice whatsoever. But as vegan miracles tend to happen, it just came through so beautifully. We had Terry, Seasoned Vegan, Peace Food Cafe, Candle Cafe West, and it was this beautiful spread. I I was told it was enough for everybody who showed up on time. I don't know. I didn't get any. But it was it was lovely. People had a really good time. Uh, it was enough for me to camp out by the uh, tree line cheese for oh, a good I period forgot, of time. Oh my gosh, <laughs> how could I have forgotten tree line cheese? Tree line cheese is not only just this exquisite, extraordinary cheese that I always say, you want to know how good it is? You could feed it to French people. It, yeah. It's just sensational. <laughs> and and Michael Schwartz and everybody in that company, they're just so ethical on every way they're great friends of main street vegan academy and some of my academy graduates have you know promoted their cheeses and stores and things like that so it's just a wonderful wonderful relationship uh it's great that was the first time i'd really been able to like (laughs) gorge myself on that cheese i mean i've had little samples of it but i was there with my friend melissa and she was like try this one try this one i don't remember which flavor it was but it was really great yeah, they're, they're really great, the spreads and the, the hard cheese. I kind of have this fantasy that those spreads will be everywhere that has bagels. Like there's a little coffee shop next to my building in Harlem, and they're doing pretty well. They have some vegan pastries from Blossom that are very good, but they're pastries. I mean, they're sweet. And I just have this kind of fantasy of being able to go there and get a whole grain bagel with some tree line. Uh, of course, I guess in the interim, I can bring my own. Yeah, it's funny. There's a, there's a place near me that has great bagels, but um, nothing to put on them. So I'm often just like taking the bagel home and like putting my own hummus or whatever on it. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's still a little bit of that inconvenience. It used to be it just being vegan was just inconvenient every day. You just had to kind <laughs> of accept that. It came with the territory. And now it's really not, certainly not in cities and and um, college towns but even airports and truck stops are getting so much easier yeah it's and you've been vegan for 31 years is that right 31. 
years. Yeah. So you've seen a lot of because I've just been vegan for maybe six, and just in that ah. time, I've seen like a oh. huge amount of change. But it, it's huge. It's huge. And I actually went vegetarian. Oh my gosh, to do the math, twelve years? No, like fourteen years before I went vegan, and so. I always wanted to be vegan, so I was kind of observing veganism at that time as well. And I believe that I've seen this movement go from incredibly fringy. I mean, fringy like being in some sort of bizarre cult that was expecting the apocalypse last week to <laughs> a, a very accepted lifestyle option. Now, obviously, we want it to get to be where it's the accepted thing. Like one thing I really liked in India, I was disappointed with a lot about India because I thought before I went there, I was going to this vegetarian country and everybody would be really kind to animals. I was very shocked to see terrible animal abuse with the bullocks. And I mean, it was, it was very, very difficult. But one thing that was really sweet, the restaurants that served meat had signs that said regular plus meat. And I thought, you know, I would love to see just that. Maybe I won't live for a vegetarian world or a vegan world, but to just know that a restaurant that served meat would say, in addition to being normal, we also have this other thing yeah. rather than the other <clears throat> around. Yeah, that's, that's it's interesting. Those little small observations are what I like about you. I saw you, um, I think it was a Big Fat Vegan Radio did a live show that you spoke oh, yeah. at. And um, you talk, I can't even remember what you said that day that I was like, oh, that is right. Like there's, there's a spiritual component to your veganism that I find that it's like, it's true for me. And I feel sort of shy about sharing that sometimes, but it's really interesting to see like a book called The Good Karma Diet that is just, to me, which I haven't read yet. But um, the idea, because in my mind, it's about like, I'm vegan because of like basic spiritual ideas, like don't harm anyone <laughs> it seems yeah yeah uh, pretty basic yeah yeah it's in there's a beautiful new little book uh letters to a new vegan that is literally just that and i have a letter in there a lot of other people do and there's one from demetrius bagley uh -huh. whom uh, i'm sure you know I he's um, been involved with vegucated and lots of other vegan uh, businesses and enterprises and his letter talks about how he came to veganism from a spiritual place. We used to hear a lot more of that, and maybe that's just because the information about how animals are treated and all the information about the health wasn't as available, and so it seemed like there was a higher percentage of the spiritual people. But I would say that for me, even though I had tried to be vegetarian as a child because of the animals, what really took me over the hump was reading books about yoga when I was 17. There were three of them in the Kansas City Public Library, and I read them all. <laughs> and they all said, if you're going to be serious about yoga, you have to be serious about ahimsa. You have to stop eating anybody that was alive. They didn't get into the whole vegan thing, but certainly uh, meat, fish, and some of them were even suggesting eggs. And, of course, at that time, it was like, no, no, that's just too much. Don't go there. But it was just this idea of opening that door. And the very first vegetarian book I ever read came from a, a fellow in England named Jeffrey Rudd. And it was called Why Kill for Food? And that just seemed like such 
an important question. It's like, if you don't have to, why do it? Yeah, that's like, it, it seems so basic, but at the same time, I, I hear what you're saying about when, when you first thought of the idea of not eating eggs anymore, that moment of like, no, I can't, that's too far. But then being on the other side of that, it's really interesting when people ask, um, well, how, oh, that must be so hard. And it really isn't. It was just a decision that I made. I mean, sometimes it's a little inconvenient, but um, it, it's, it's, it's hard to like describe that to people that I yeah. always want to tell them like, oh, I know it's, it seems really hard, but it's not going <laughs> to be like, you'll be able to do it. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. And, and if you really want to do it, I mean, I look at all these wonderful athletes that we have now in the vegan movement and just other people that go off and do these incredibly challenging, adventurous sorts of things. It may be hard, but they do it because they want to do it. And I see that a lot of people become vegan and then go back because they didn't really want to be vegan. They wanted to lose weight. They wanted to lower their cholesterol. They wanted to respond maybe in some way to a video they saw that was very difficult to watch, but then they figured if they didn't have to watch one again, mm -hmm. <laughs> they could just, you know, eat what they want, you know, and so I think we really need to nurture these people who have tried and fallen away and try to help them really want to be vegan, because that's different from just wanting some of the benefits. Yeah. And is that, I'm assuming that's probably part of the philosophy that you help others with in the, the, uh, the uh, Main Street Vegan Academy? Ah, uh, well, Main Street Vegan Academy is very interesting. And some people think that it is an academy to teach people how to be vegan. Um, and although I would love to do something like that, maybe as an online course, what we do in the academy as established now is our professional in-person program. So we take people who are already vegan and train and certify them as vegan lifestyle coaches and educators so that they can get out there in the world and, and carry the message in one-on-one -on -one coaching, speaking to groups, blogging, podcasting, writing. We have amazing graduates doing so many cool things. Um, Pleasant Valley Creamery in Toronto is a vegan ice cream company of one of our graduates. Um, Kat Mendenhall Boots, Cowboy Boots, a Dallas company, oh, one of our graduates. Wow. Um, Michaela Grobe um, is a graduate who's going to be opening a fromagerie in Brooklyn, an entirely vegan cheese shop oh. with an assortment of wonderful vegan cheeses and cheese accoutrements. Uh, that should be opening within the year. And this is in addition to everybody who's just out there coaching and, and teaching. I mean, we have J.L. Fields, who has a, a new pressure cooking book, and she did the recipes for uh, Jenny Messina's book, Vegan for Her. Um, uh, Sayward Rebel wrote a wonderful little book called Vegan Pregnancy. So, I mean, these people are out there doing things, and I'm so proud of them. Yeah, I must, like... I. I haven't worked with you in the academy, but knowing just your sort of the persona of you that I know, I feel like it's not just about that. Well, there's an energy about what you do and how you teach that is very much um, propelling. Like it, I feel like I, I can imagine being really like, uh, I can't think of the word propelling is the best, but that's not right. Uh, like feeling well, like catapulted out of your academy, like well, in a sense of like excitement. Yeah, people say that, that they had no idea, because number one, it's in person. 
And people are always saying, put it online. You could reach so many more people. You could make a lot of money and all these kinds of things. And it's sort of like, you know, making a lot of money has never been my life's goal. (laughs) But even if it were, it's like there's something so special about in person. So people come to New York City. And I always say, if you want to go to Harvard, you get yourself to Cambridge. And if you want to go to Main Street Vegan Academy, you get to New York City. So that's the first challenge for a lot Mm -hmm. of people. I mean, some people, you know, travel a lot and they have plenty of money and it's not a big deal for them. But for other people, that's like a hurdle to get over, how to get here and find an affordable place to stay and all that kind of thing. But they do that. And then they come to the academy and it's an intensive and it's really intense. So we're five and a half days. And we start early in the morning and we go literally all day long and it's packed full of classes. So it's not all just me. We have wonderful, (coughs) excuse me, instructors. Uh, Robert Ostfeld is a cardiologist. Uh, Marty Davies, a registered dietitian. We have Jasmine Singer and Marianne Sullivan from our hen house, great activists. And Marianne is an animal rights lawyer and law professor. We've got Joshua Kasher, who's a fashion designer and a professor of sustainable fashion. So we've got really high-quality people who are at the top of their game and knowing what they know. So they do the lecture portion, and then we go out for these wonderful field trips because New York City is kind of Disneyland for vegans, and we hit all the high spots like Moose Shoes and Boat Couture and High Vibe, which is a little raw food market where the proprietor gives us a lecture on none of that kind of of being vegan and and uh, the whole detox kind of movement so they get some information there it's just so cool and I feel so blessed that I have now gotten to sit in on the academy 11 times 12th time is coming up and it's it's just a grace it's a wonderful thing ah it sounds really amazing we should talk a little bit about your book too before we wrap things up, since there's that whole okay. new book thing. Um, yeah. I the the um the, I watched the trailer that that is on your website for it, and um, of course I can't remember exactly what you said, but the whole idea I like the way you presented um, the idea of being vegan is not a guarantee that you're automatically going to be healthier and automatically things are going to be amazing and perfect. But the chance, but it like, I don't know that I'm saying it the right way, but that the chances are much better. Yeah. I mean, it, it hedges your bets. I mean, you're still on earth. I think one of the things that's so hard sometimes for all of us humans to get into our heads is that perfection is not the default on this planet. Mm -hmm. It's something else, but we're here and we're here having these adventures and trying to do good and leave the planet better than it was when, when we got here. And certainly making great choices is a really good idea. So one of those choices is go vegan and that's going to help animals and help the planet. And in terms of the good karma, you're going to get that good back. I mean, there is just no question whether you're looking in yoga philosophy or Christianity or wherever you want to look, that whole idea of what goes around comes around is in there because it's really a universal truth. So you save these lives, you eliminate suffering, and good stuff is going to come to you. There are way too many vegan miracles to not see this as as the case. doesn't mean perfection. It just means good. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of the whole good karma diet thing 
is that if you're feeding your body high quality food, high nutrient density with its life force energy intact. So lots of juices and smoothies and raw foods and all that stuff. And then the other stuff too, you know, with the seasons and you want to have a little more of the root vegetables and grains and comfort foods when it gets colder, that all fits in there. But the idea that for the most part, you're really picking your foods to be colorful and glorious. You put those pretty foods in your body, you're just going to be a prettier person. You're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. And as time passes, and this has been my observation for all these years of people who are vegan and who make different kinds of of food choices within the whole vegan choice range, which is vast, the ones who really do eat more of those colorful, fresh, live and lively foods seem to um, get past the negative aspects of age, and they're what we would call young a whole lot longer. Mm. Love it. And we have there's some recipes in the book as well, too, yeah? Yeah, and I'm so pleased with these recipes. You know, I was. it's funny, the whole book business, anybody who's listening who's in that industry or has written a book or who wants to, it's like every industry has its own little intricacies that you have to learn about. And in this one, I, I knew who my recipe creator was going to be. I don't do that. I mean, I follow recipes. I don't make mm-hmm. up recipes for the most part. And so I thought I had a recipe writer, but lo and behold, she just sold her own book and had her own deadline. And so it's like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So I was in Guelph, Ontario at the Veg Fest, and this young woman came up to my table just before the doors to the festival open, and she showed me these unbelievable photographs of this food that that she did and come to find out she calls herself a raw food alchemist she does cook food too but she kind of specializes in raw and and a food photographer and i said hmm i'm looking for somebody and that's how we met her name is doris finn um people can find out more about her at feed your bliss she is smart enough to be everywhere online as feed your bliss uh so she's easy to find on twitter facebook Pinterest everywhere. And I'm really, really happy with the recipes. We did work together on them, and I kind of helped with some of the names of them. I'm good at naming things uh, and then uh, following directions. <laughs> I'm the same way with recipes. I don't play around. Like, with it, I, I will a little bit, but I get very nervous about trying to do my own thing in the kitchen. Well, you have other gifts. I mean, I know that your listeners are just hearing us, but. We're on Skype and I can see you and I'm seeing a music stand and a keyboard, you know, so I can see, uh, I know you're very, very creative in uh, the musical world. We all have our gifts. It's true. It's true. Um, Well, we can find you at MainStreetVegan.com or is it .net? It's .net. You know, there's some couple out on Long Island that bought .com, I don't know, a long time ago. And I tried to get it, and I don't know what they're holding it on to for. It's like, you know, they didn't know me from Adam. Maybe I could have been a billionaire or something, and they could have asked for a whole bunch of money for it. But they didn't want to part with it. So as far as I know, they're doing nothing with it. But I'm doing a lot with MainStreetVegan.net. And anybody who goes there can find out about um, the books, the academy, 
the podcast and our new feature film that's in pre-production, Miss Liberty, a family feature film about a cow who escapes from a slaughterhouse. Our weekly blog is on there. So it's a really happening place, MainStreetVegan.net. I love it. And we can look for your book, The, why can't, the Good Karma Diet. Good Karma Diet, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that you can find that book anywhere that, that books are sold. You can click through from MainStreetVegan.net or just go straight to Amazon or BN.com or your local bookstore. Oh, and one thing I do want to say, you mentioned the trailer. That is actually part of the enhanced ebook. So anybody who, who reads on a Nook or a Kindle can get what they call the deluxe ebook, which strangely is on a different page on Barnes & Noble and on Amazon from where the paperback and the regular Kindle or Nook is sold. Uh-huh. You know, there are mysteries in this world. But anyway, <laughs> that deluxe edition has 30 minutes of audiovisual, not just me, but also uh, Joshua Catcher, uh, whom I mentioned, uh, Leanne Hilgard of Vote Couture, wonderful vegan winter coats and other fashions, and also um, Sarah Gross, uh, the founder of Rescue Chocolate. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, because Sarah's one of my good karma stories. This book has 17 stories of people whose lives really changed when they changed their diet, and she's one of them. Oh, I can't wait to – okay. I'm, t- I'm flying next week. Oh, I guess it's ah. actually this week, and I, like, have a list Ooh. of, like, these are the books I'm going to be digging into on the flight. So, Wonderful. yeah. Uh, Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to Los Angeles. Oh, lucky you. I love Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, I haven't been in a really long time, uh, ah. but I think it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to oh. it. Oh, I love walking down those streets in West Hollywood or wherever and smelling flowers. It's like, this is really good karma when people end up here, as long as they like to drive. Yeah. What is your favorite don't miss place in Los Angeles? Can you narrow it down to one? Yes. Gracias Madre. I'm writing it It down. It is an upscale Mexican cuisine restaurant done by the same people who do the Cafe Gratitude restaurants, which, of course, I also love. Cafe Gratitude's really healthy and mostly raw. Gracias Madre is just exquisite, gourmet Mexican food in a lovely, lovely atmosphere. You will have such a great time. All right. I'll do it. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. It was lovely as expected. Thanks a lot, Michael. All the best.
from the album Forest Floor that was Colonies. That track is called All That We Have. That's a brand new album. It just came out uh, last week, I believe. Um, speaking of vegans, the drummer, Adrian, vegan. We just ran across Cape Cod together. He's part of the Strong Hearts Vegan Power team that I just joined. We ran. It was amazing. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done. Um, Ellen, he plays in that great band. No big deal. Um, yeah, so that's my show for today. Thanks again for listening. If you want information about uh, me, you can go to... Well, the podcast is MikeyPod.com. You can check me out, artistmichaelherron.com. Um, Colonies, by the way, you can get that album on iTunes. It's in Spotify. It's pretty much in any digital location. Bandcamp. Bandcamp is my preferred place for people to buy my music because I get the, the money immediately and I get the information that's really great. So um, that's my thing. Colonies didn't tell me that, but they are on Bandcamp. So, you know. Do what you do. If you liked them, if you liked anything you heard on the show, please tell somebody. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds. You better tell somebody if you like the show or if you like Howard Jones or Victoria Moran. Okay, that's enough of that. Uh, MikeyPod.com. Send me an email. Uh, say hello, social media, whatever you want to do. I'm, I'd love to know that you are listening. And uh, see you next week.